I see this in the affiliate space as, you know, we have a number of different competitors and many of them doing very well. But I, I don't think that anybody's really mastered revenue generation quite yet. I, I think there's been mastery of customer acquisition. There's been you know, a good mastery around retention, but around revenue generation, I, I think that's still very much lacking. Hey, this is Jesse, and you're about to hear my chat with Caleb from Vault. We did this one on fairly short notice, but that didn't matter as Caleb brought the energy to it. We get his perspective on the importance of customer development for startups, the role that personalization will play in the future of sports betting, and why he doesn't think that anybody's mastered revenue generation yet with the current affiliate model. This was a really fun episode, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. But before we get started, I'm super excited to share that we're an official media partner of SBC Summit North America the biggest dedicated iGaming and sports betting event in North America, which returns to New Jersey on May 9th through the 11th. This event will bring together all the major players in the fast-growing North American iGaming and sports betting industry for three days of high-level discussions, business meetings, and networking. The program also includes SBC's third annual First Pitch, a startup pitch competition which will bring together the most exciting startups in the industry who will compete for a grand prize before a judging panel of leading industry investors. To learn more and secure your ticket for SBC Summit North America, visit www.sbcevents.com and make sure to use promo code BSP23 for $200 off your pass. That's B as in betting, S as in startups, P as in podcast, 23. Use that promo code for $200 off and I'll see you there. All right, we are back with episode 64 of the Betting Startups podcast. And for this one, I'm joined by Caleb from Vault. And Caleb, we caught up recently. And first thing I want to talk to you about right out of the gate here, you are yourself a former podcaster. And it's always intimidating for me talking to guests <laughs> when they also have a background in podcasting. So um, first and foremost, welcome to the show today. How are you doing? And I'll ask about your podcast in just a second here. But how are yeah. things going here, right, Caleb? Jesse, thank you so much for the intro. I appreciate it. And I only did it for nine months and I was, I was definitely not a, to the, uh, uh, the reach and the traction that you've had. It was more of just a fun thing to inter, uh, interview people, but, uh, no, super excited to be here and I'm doing really well. Awesome. Well, really excited to dive into everything vault related and unpack everything you and your team are up to, but just off the top here, maybe to get started, get warmed up. Can you give folks listening uh, a brief sense of your background, maybe some of the major chapters of your journey up until you co-founded vault? Yeah, definitely. So, um, I actually grew up in. Wisconsin um, on a farm. I grew up to entrepreneur parents and that's kind of my origin story was, was starting there. Um, I went to school for mechanical engineering and throughout that time I worked a lot on physical products um, just because that was kind of my my background, design, engineering, that kind of thing. Um, one of the most notable ones was a product called OneSwipe. This was actually, I, I was watching my professor in the classroom and he was a, an older guy and he was using this tiny little handheld eraser to erase these whiteboards. And I was like, man, that is like the most in, like inefficient thing I've ever seen. And I created one swipe. It was this full board eraser that had a track above the whiteboard with a, uh, an eraser that spanned from the top to the bottom. And you grab the handle and you could erase everything in, in one swipe. So that was kind of the, the big project that I worked on for a number of years in college, ended up getting that patented and um, did a few other, you know, different startups, started going more into the software space. Um, I met my co-founder, actually my tech co-founder back freshman year of high school and, and over, you know, college, we had worked on a few different projects here and there. And then after we graduated college, um, that's when we started, you know, starting 
to pursue the sports betting space. Awesome. So you're no stranger to entrepreneurship and startups and just sort of testing ideas out there and coming back to your podcast that I mentioned out of the gate here, I actually didn't ask you what it was about, but I understand it was also about sort of idea generation and, and entrepreneurs. Can you talk a bit about that actually, just before we continue here? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was, it was just like a short run, but it was super fun. I think I put in like, there's a number of episodes um, where I would interview startup founders or business owners, you know, any, any, sort of spectrum. It was called just the bulb, like just the light bulb idea. And it was like brand new early stage startup. I got this idea. I wrote it down on a napkin or whatever. And it's like, what do I do next? Like, what are the next steps? Right. And so I interviewed people, heard their origin story and, and got their ideas for like, okay, what do I do here? What do I do? Whether it's like finding customers, what do I do in terms of, you know, finding funding, all these different things. So that was, that was pretty fun. I actually started that like right after I graduated too. Um, kind of just ran in tandem as we were building Vault. Well, right on. Well, I mean, that segues perfectly then into the origin story of Vault and talking about just the, the light bulb moment you had there. Can you just sort of take us through, I guess, just sort of like the early days thinking about it, where the idea came from and just sort of, yeah, how you went from sort of idea to sort of tangible next steps in starting a company? Yeah, yeah, definitely, Jesse. Um, so it was actually my, my co-founder's idea uh, in the beginning. So this was Late 2019, we were just having a couple drinks at a uh, family Christmas party, and he had done a lot of different machine learning and AI modeling uh, throughout college, um, a lot in the financial space and then a lot in like the sports space. And he was a big sports better too. So he had obviously created a bunch of different like machine learning models that would predict different games. And he had created one that worked really well with MBA. It was, you know, pretty successful. And me, on the other hand, I had never placed a sports bet in my life, but I was just kind of coming off to a point where I'm like, I need something else new to work on. And so we started talking at, at this Christmas party and, you know, drinks are flowing, right? You're just kind of having a good time joking like, oh, it'd be cool to start that, right? And, you know, January rolls around and we actually started it. It was, uh, it was a different name back then. And uh, what we did was we created these simulations. Uh, it was actually really interesting. So it would create the simulation, and then it would show you how confident the AI was in, in that final score or whatever, right? And then we sold these, it was, it was a, a mobile app and, or a, a web app, and we sold these as a subscription. So we did that for about pretty much all of 2020. And during that time, I just really, I kind of came in with a blessing and a curse. I didn't know who my customers were because I'd never placed a sports bet. And then the blessing was I didn't know who my customers were. And so it forced me to have to be like, all right, I got to get out there and I got to interview sports bettors. I got to learn and just like dive in and understand what their needs and, and wants were. So um, I ended up, you know, over the course of, and still to this day, just interviewing hundreds and hundreds of bettors, whether it was Reddit, whether it was flying out to Vegas, whether it was going down to the Chicago sports book, just to get to know them, understand what they needed and, and their problems. And over that course of the year, we started to see these patterns form with these conversations that we're having with these sports bettors. Um, and one of these things that we noticed was sports bettors wanted better ways to track their bets, to be engaged with the analytics behind their bets. And they were doing this all in these spreadsheets, these notebooks, just very manual ways. Um, and kind of our first you know, light bulb, I guess you could say to this was we had created just a, a secondary fun product for our users. We created a, a bet tracking spreadsheet. Um, you know, user could plug in who they're betting on, how much they put in, and then the odds. 
And then it would spit out all this analytics and, and information based on their history. And that took off. And we were like, we got something here. Like, what is this? So we, we did that. And then we expanded to like a, kind of a just crappy thrown together website that took off that started, you know, started catching buzz. And then we're like, let's let's pivot this. You know, we have we have an idea here. Let's build around this. Let's kind of ditch what we had be, going before and and continue to grow this. So that's really where where we started, Jesse. That's amazing. So, I mean, even as early in the journey as you currently are, and we'll get into that in a moment, I mean, you've already been through one pivot and, you know, very much the result of what sounds like a lot of customer discovery and just talking to prospective users and understanding those pain points. And frankly, like having the humility yourself to not assume that you have the answers to their problems or even understanding what the problems are in the first place. So I think first and foremost, Caleb, yeah, credit to to you for for putting in that work that it's not every founder that that goes to those lengths to really validate what it is they're working on but uh very impressive stuff um i guess just to drill down into vault itself then now um it'd be great if you could yeah. give listeners a bit of a sense as to you know high concept what is it who uses it and just what's the overall value prop to them yeah yeah great question so vault is a mobile app we're on the app store and it allows sports betters to track analyze and sweat all their bets in one place with their friends. And so Vault links with your different sports books that you use and automatically brings all your bets, stats, trends, grades, bankroll, all that information into one central dashboard. Uh, so I can really learn how to improve, be more engaged. Uh, Vault is kind of like a, a layer of, of sports betting to help you be more engaged and, and just really see how you're doing. Um, and then we're adding on a social component as well. You know, sports betting is obviously a very social activity. Pretty much every single sports better that we talked to in our, in our interviews was in at least one group chat. So uh, we're building that component with with Vault as well. And and really the idea here is we use the information that we know about a sports better, and we can provide them insights, analytics, bet suggestions, and even personalized promos uh, based on you know their their preferences very cool and then where are you and the team at in the journey so far right i mean you talked about a few years ago sort of the pivot and executing that and sort of finding yeah. this this new path that you're currently on um how do you sort of think about where you're at now and, and maybe from a traction perspective how are you thinking about that however you want to sort of measure and define that yeah yeah so right now we so we, we launched the app back in august just before uh the football season and we had some pretty explosive growth um, we didn't want to spend any money on on like marketing growth at that time just so that we can organically focus on it. Um, and we were able to bring on, you know, over 20, 25,000 downloads just in a short amount of time. Uh, we still, you know, rocking with several thousand monthly active users. And I consider us kind of in that that pre-seed seed stage round as as far as size goes. But yeah, that's that's really where we were able to to take off. And and now it's just kind of like leading up to uh you know, the upcoming season again. Right on. So I guess, you know, having gotten through your first uh, all important NFL season, I mean, I guess as you reflect back on it and, you know, not too soon to start thinking about the next season already. I know we're only in April, but never too soon if you're in this business. Um, oh. What are some of, I guess, like the major learnings that you and the team took from that first season under your belts and sort of how is that informing, I guess, your thinking and planning for going forward? Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, one of the things that coming into this business and, and, and coming into specifically this product was my thought process behind how sports betters think initially was like they're investors. They're kind of like investing into the stock market of sports, right? 
Um, and that was that was flawed thinking, right? When when we look at sports betters now, it's really this is for for the entertainment, this is for the excitement, and adding these analytics, these trends, these grades, this information, this is just adding a layer of engagement, a layer of excitement, right? And and really creating that um, you know just just more engagement around the game. And so that was like flawed thinking. I think that was just a series of conversations with with users and just conversations around the industry. So. That was a big thing that we'd learned. Other big things that we've learned, I think, is the personalization for, for sports betters, whether that's personalization when it comes to marketing to sports betters and our users or personalization once you have that user and you're trying to engage them. And so this could be for an affiliate company like us or a sports book, right? Like, how are these sports books going after these sports betters? How are they creating personalized ads, promos, uh, marketing material, copy images based on what we know about those sports betters. And then on the same side too, is when you get that sports better, how are we using personalization to engage them more, get them to get them to have more fun while they're in their app, while they're in your app. Those are the big pieces that we, we took, uh, took uh, over the past few months. And I guess, you know, early days still, but just insofar as I guess the business model and monetization, you just mentioned the A word affiliate. Um, so I sort of teased it out there, but yeah, I guess it's sort of, how are you thinking about the business model of Vault and, and what's the monetization strategy? Yeah. Yeah. So for us, um, the main one that we're focusing on right now is through affiliates. Um, I think, you know, personalization is going to be the name of the game over the next three, five plus years in the space. And I think having data around a sports better is the really the best way to create a personalized feel like that, right? So I believe affiliate is, is the best move and that's the one we're going down right now. Um, and, and in the future, we're going to expand that to RevShare. And then at the same time too, you know, a lot of our users are, they're not brand new sports bettors, but they're, I would say, in, they're getting better type sports bettors, right? And there's always going to be that group of people that we can monetize through subscriptions, right? Uh, providing further insights, analysis, data, that kind of thing. Absolutely. And then I guess, you know, you talked about the first NFL season and, you know, 25,000-ish downloads, which is no small feat for any startup. Uh, congratulations on that. Um, I guess as you think about user acquisition in general, and particularly given the high cost and competition for anything B2C related, just sort of how are you thinking about, I guess, scaling as you move forward? And I guess, yeah, just sort of how are you thinking about user acquisition in general? Yeah, the, I, I kind of think break this down into three buckets, Jesse. So the first one we're doing right now, which is organic content, really creating a brand around Vault, right? Um, and, and bringing the right people around us, whether that's employees or contractors or, or influence around our brand to really spell out for sports betters, Vault is fun, Vault is engaging. And, you know, sports books and embedding is a good time, obviously, but Vault just adds a whole nother layer to that, right? Um, so that's that's one of the the pillars that I look at. Uh, the second pillar I look at is uh, just the product itself, right? Vault is a is going to be a group chat for sports betters, and that in, in itself is going to create growth, right? You know, nobody's in group chat by themselves, and by adding different friends, like, hey, come join me in the Vault group chat, and all of a sudden now we're bringing in users. And then the third pillar is through influencers. Uh, and that word means a lot of different things in this industry, right? But, um, you know, whether it's handicappers or semi-pro betters or pro betters or retired athletes is getting those type of people, kind of higher level people around you to shout your name to their audience. 
and in, in bring, in, uh, bring in a user base. I guess, you know, looking at the industry at large right now and kind of where we're at and sort of the maturation of the regulated U.S., you know, sports betting landscape, I guess as you yeah. take a step back and look at it all, Caleb, and, you know, you're thinking about your plans and vision for Vault, like what are some of the trends you see in the landscape right now that make you hopeful that the market timing is right for a product like Vault to succeed? I think one of the things is like, it just still feels like we're in the infancy when it comes to, well, just this industry, but then when it comes to sports books, right? Uh, sports books operators are are very focused right now on one thing, which is is growth and expanding to new states. And now I guess recently is is becoming profitable, right? But but that's really that main focus, right? That's what it feels like. Um, and and I think you know for us, if we can create this layer of personalization, of analysis, of again just adding more engagement to an already exciting activity. I see that as a really big point here for Vault, right? As more states legalize and as operators and companies start shifting their focus to other things, uh, I don't think it's going to be as as important or as as good of an opportunity. But right now where we sit, it's it's a huge opportunity for for Vault and this company. You know, I guess thinking about just the overall capital requirements to develop a product like Vault and all of the various components to that, um, I would like to talk a little bit about just the the funding background, or maybe to start with Caleb, um, how have you and your team been able to sort of, I guess, get to this point from a capital perspective? And then we'll talk to you a little bit about sort of future fundraising plans after that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we've actually bootstrapped um, up until November of last year. Uh, we've been really blessed to have just a, a team that we've been able to do a lot of different things. Zach, my co-founder, he's a brilliant guy and he's got a background in data, technology, AI, everything like that. And so he covers those bases. And then my background from the mechanical engineering side is UI, UX, design, uh, operations, and sales and marketing just through the other uh, things that I've done, right? And so we've been able to create a really awesome product with just a small team. But uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, like getting those affiliate licenses, that, that's a, a feat in itself. Um, you know, building faster to keep up with the market is, is always really important for, you know, it's it's a very competitive market. So yeah, we're right now we're raising actually um, our our angel round, and so that's just to really help us grow quicker and and get to where we want to be faster. Right on. Well, I'm going to pull on that thread a little bit here as far as your current fundraising initiatives go. A um, couple of questions, Caleb. Uh, you know, I guess just you know taking a step back again, looking at the landscape right now from a fundraising perspective. Obviously, you don't need me to tell you the obvious thing, which is it's a very complex environment out there right now, and uh, all sorts of factors contributing to that. But I guess you know, as you're out there right now on your fundraising journey, what's your assessment overall just on, on the market right now based on some of the conversations you've had so far with prospective investors? Yeah, I think there's, you know, there's always been this excitement around the space, right? People recognize whether they're in the space or, or you know, have, have never placed a sports bet in their life. They recognize that this has some heat and this is going to be, this has been taking off and it's it's going to be taking off, right? Um, it's just finding the right startups, the right companies that are going to be able to take it all the way. Um, and so I think there's there's this overall excitement there. The challenging part that that we face oftentimes is the the business model that we've we've chosen right to 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 focus on, which is the affiliate side of things. And oftentimes this can scare a certain type of investors away, given that you know it's it's not recurring. You, you you're limited, right? As far as you know, the number of sports books that a, a better is going to take on, right? But I think just overall, those are the really big things that we've noticed. 
as far as just like the overall space um yeah i mean i think it's just this excitement but at the same time just recognizing that you know we're not going to be we're not really focusing too much on that subscription side of things which is you know what a lot of investors like at least for now um and so that's that can be a challenge for us sometimes right on and then i guess just beyond sort of the the revenue model at least thus far, you know, what's some of the other feedback you've heard on the vault opportunities specifically as you pitch it to potential investors so far, right? Like just in terms of, I guess, the problem space that you're addressing with the product as it exists today in its current incarnation, like what are you hearing from people insofar as the investability of that? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, one of the things that you hear a lot of times as a startup is, you know, you're a little too early on for us, right? That's, that's probably one of the biggest things. Uh, for us, I see this in the affiliate space as, you know, we have a number of different competitors and many of them doing very well, but I, I don't think that anybody's really mastered revenue generation quite yet. I, I think there's been mastery of customer acquisition. There's been, you know, a good mastery around uh, retention, but around revenue generation, I, I think that's still very much lacking. And, and so I think that's like, I think that's a really big component here. Um, and I think once we can really nail that, I think that's that's really where we're going to start shining. And, and so, you know, I look at it as, you know, although we might be very early on for for some some investors, other investors, you know, see what we're doing and they know that this is this is coming to fruition pretty quickly here. So uh, it's just a matter of, you know, with anything, it's talking to the right people and getting those right people in your corner and you're going to be successful. Right on. And the last question on this topic, speaking of the right people, um, what does the ideal investor look like for you, right? I mean, you talk about this round being an angel round or whatever sort of, you know, word yeah. you're applying to these rounds these days. But, you know, what yeah, that yeah. implies, what that generally implies, at least to me, um, is that, you know, the people that you might be looking to reach as potential investors aren't necessarily institutional investors, right? These might be high net worth individuals, maybe people that have had success in the industry. Um, and I guess, yeah, beyond the value of the check that they write, like what are some of the things that you hope an investor could help you and the team with based on where you're trying to get to next? Yeah, I think just like success in the industry is something that we've really looked for, right? Um, again, I've just, my entire time being in this company is just surrounding myself with the right people, right? And I think that's really important to us, uh, not just the capital that comes in, but coming in with some experience, whether that's in the affiliate space, whether that's in with connections to sports books or potential influencers, right? Uh, that's really important to us. Or, you know, coming in with maybe a small check, but hey, when you guys are ready for this next round, I got eight other people that I know are going to write, you know, larger checks, right? And so that's that's really big for us. I think it's super important too, right? Like we've really shown favor to, I, I think, a lot of favor towards the investors that have come in and, you know, not only provided the opportunity, but then also bringing them on as as one of our advisors, right? And using their knowledge or connections uh, to to help us get to where we're trying to be. Right on. Well, let's put fundraising aside and, and zoom back out a little bit here. I mean, we're, you know, first week into Q2 here, which means we have most of the year ahead of us still. So, you know, beyond fundraising, which we just talked about, what are some of the other major milestones you and the team are focused on for the year ahead? Yeah. Yeah. So by the end of the year, we really want to hit 80,000 monthly active users. Uh, I think it's definitely doable once we once we start do using those different influencer partnerships, um, and then we really want to build out, you know, fully have the product up and running with with the group chat, with the analytics, with the personalized promos, um, and really just create that that personalized experience. We want to have essentially the all the pillars of the product built out by the end of the year, 
And then after that, it's just a matter of ramping that up, improving the product and, and getting to the point where we're bringing on, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of monthly active users. Uh, so that's, that's where we want to be, man. And then I guess if we extend the timeline out a little bit further, Caleb, and let's say five years into the future right now, you're sitting there with your crystal ball in front of you, you're looking into it in your wildest dreams, five years from now, where is Vault and, and sort of what does life look like then? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for me and in, in, in Zach, we've looked at this and said, you know, this can go way beyond sports betting, right? This, this is where kind of our beachhead is sports betting, but this can go to daily fantasy, fantasy, esports betting. And then we think iGaming as a whole, right? Um, just again, looking for ways to add a layer of excitement, engagement, analytics onto the already fun sports or, or, or betting landscape, right? And so that's really where we want to expand is, is the, in these different areas. And then just beyond, you know, we're focused mostly in the US and a little Canada right now, right? And expanding way beyond that to the Latin America markets, uh, the Europe markets, the, the Asia markets. Uh, there's just so much more room to grow. And so that's really where we want to be in the next five. Right on. Really exciting stuff. Um, takes us to my standard closing question, Caleb. I'm not sure if you've heard the podcast before, so I'll quickly rattle off the question to you, which is this. Yeah. If you weren't working on vault or in sports or in betting or in tech or as a mechanical engineer or anything else you've ever done in a parallel yeah. universe, what would we be doing instead? Yeah, I mean, so this might sound like a standard answer, but I love traveling, just exploring cultures and just eating a ton of awesome food. Um, I live in Austin, Texas right now, which has amazing food. And so I just love traveling and, and doing all that, just exploring different things. Um, but at the same time, I think with any entrepreneur, you're always going to have that like that bug to build, to create, to, to engage. Right. And so I think, you know, after vault, after in the sports betting space, I'd love to be or, or in this parallel universe that we're referring to, uh, love to get into possibly the healthcare space. Um, the food space has always interested me given that, you know, my background is farming. Right. Um, and, and those are kind of the, the big things that I'd love to do. But if I could do that while I'm traveling and eating good food, like that would be, that would be a dream come true. Look, really appreciate you jumping on the pod with me. It was fairly short notice that we got this one set up. So thanks for jumping yeah. on. It's been great to, to chat, learn more about Vault. If people listening want to either check out the product and or get in touch with yourself, where can you point them towards to do all of that? Yeah. So if you want to connect with me, uh, connect with me on LinkedIn, Caleb Dykema, Caleb, C-A-L-E-B, Dykema, D-Y-K-E-M-A. And they can check out the website. It's vaultsportshq.com, or you can check us out, uh, the Vault Bet Tracker on the App Store. Awesome. I'll drop links to all those in the show notes. But for now, Caleb, thanks again for joining the pod today. Really wishing you and the team all the best for the year ahead and look forward to continuing to follow the story. Jesse, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Appreciate it.